This is Off Air, the Juicy Designer podcast for creatives. I'm Abby from Abby Design. And I'm Katie from Wildflower Design Co. And we're here to share the secrets behind what it's really like to own a freelance design business. Hello and welcome back to Off Air, the Juicy Designer podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to go and give us a follow over on Instagram at offairpod for some bonus content. Now today we have a real treat for you because Abby and I are going to be answering one of our most asked questions, which is how do I get clients? Now, before we jump into the juice that we have for you today, I think it's really important to say that getting your first client and being able to consistently book clients, it takes time. It's not one of those things that's just going to happen overnight. So, you know, don't be disheartened if the things we talk about today don't instantly work for you. I mean, I know it took me about six months to get to a point where I was consistently, you know, taking bookings. And I mean, I still have dry patches now. Um, so yeah, just be aware that it doesn't happen overnight. So if it's taking you a little bit longer, don't worry, it's totally normal. So I think one thing that's going to be good to start off with is talking about niches because finding your niche is essentially going to be what attracts those clients to you. And I came up with a little phrase, which is you need to discover yourself before you can figure out who your clients are because you know it'll really help you to target them better it's a little bit like that um phrase like you need to love love yourself before anyone else can <laughs> love you or whatever it is because I mean you don't just want to be throwing stuff out there with no real target because you're not likely to attract anybody this way let alone your dream client so you know treat yourself like you would a client think about why you want that specific audience and why you would be the best designer for the job over someone else a hundred percent finding who I am and like I feel like nobody knows who Mm -hmm. they are to begin with and it is a journey with sort of finding yourself and when you do find what you like it shows within your business and I feel like this year it's definitely coming out more for me now Mm -hmm. as well Um, and I've been through a long process of like knowing what I like and what sort of designs I like and once you do find that within yourself it will definitely show within your branding as well. Oh one hundred percent like I think having a niche, while you don't have to be super, super niche and be like, you know, like I am where I'm like, okay, I specialize in beauty, fashion and lifestyle brands. It can just be something as simple as, oh, I specialize in um, brands that are very feminine or I specialize in brands that are slightly more gothic. Like that is totally fine. Um, That's more of a style based niche, which is totally fine. And I think when I very first started, um, I just sort of specialized in feminine brands. And that's because I literally couldn't think of anything worse than designing a logo for a tech company. Like, I don't know about you, but that is like my worst nightmare. I just... When I first started, I would take on any work and it definitely... Mm -hmm. I think as I got like onto designing more and more brands and working with more clients, it definitely shone through that I preferred working with like women-based businesses. Um, And that was just because they would use like bolder colors and it wasn't so masculine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've definitely gone down the route of working with sort of female-based businesses. And for me, I don't really, I'd say I don't really have a niche within businesses. So like I will work with an Mm -hmm. array of businesses, but my niche is purely down to my style. So I like bold, funky designs. Like I'm not a minimalist designer. It's more as in my niche is style-based. And that's totally okay to have that. You don't have to niche down within businesses. Obviously, if you do want to niche down, that's absolutely great. Crack on and do that. But for me, this is what has worked for me. And I've gained a lot of clients by 
doing this as well I think I found it easier to start off quite broad and then as I became I don't know a bit more well known I hate saying that but you know as I became a bit more in demand I was able oh god don't say that (laughs) I I began to be able to sort of target those really specific businesses and to be honest the way that I figured it out was well to start with um which is actually I think I've spoken about this before this is how I got into doing branding which was with the logo core 30 day logo challenge challenge and that's really how I found out that I like doing feminine brands so you don't need to be working with clients already to figure out your niche you know you can do passion projects you can do design challenges there's so many different things out there and I would just find that whenever a brief would come through for like I don't know a tech brand or some sort of transport brand I would be like oh god I do not want to do this but the second something would come through for like a beauty company I'd be like yes this is this is my thing and I think really finding your niche is a process but you want to think about um, your hobbies um, the sort of work you enjoy doing where you aspire to be in the future I mean I know personally I engage a lot in the beauty and fashion and lifestyle industry as a consumer anyway so I'm constantly surrounded by like new makeup products and new skincare products and I think and I always have been and that's sort of where I found my love for that style of design and that sort of helped me to figure out who I want to be as a designer Um, But yeah, totally. You don't have to have a more specific niche. Sometimes it's good to diversify yourself and open yourself up to more clients. I mean, there are designers out there that don't necessarily believe in having niches or don't have niches themselves. And they work with a ton of different clients. And I think it's really down to personal preference. Like, it's quite funny. When I look at, like, my bedroom and my office space it's actually a really good reflection of my design style. Yeah, same with me. And I think it is a really good way to judge it because, I mean, style is across the board. It can be to do with the way you dress or the things that you buy or, you know, anything like that. I think um, High Moon Studio is Uh, a really good example of someone that, you know, her personality and all of her brand photography really reflects her design style. And I think that's a really good place to start if you're a little bit unsure. But it's totally fine to experiment and change. And I think we've spoken about this in some um, other episodes, you know, it's totally fine to one day want to be a boho designer and the next day want to be a completely minimalist designer. Um, such as <laughs> I was going to say, example. <laughs> yourself. but it's totally fine. It's such a natural process as a creative and as a designer to evolve and change your design style. So don't let yourself get too like bugged down by like, oh my God, I need to pick something because just just do a bit of trial and error and see what works for you. Um, so we're going to set you a bit of a task. And if you haven't done this already, um, I want you to go and write yourself a list. Um, it can be in your notes on your phone or you might want to write it physically down or on a post-it note, stick it on your computer. I want you to write a list of your dream clients. Um, you can do this anytime they pop into your head. I am constantly adding to mine to the point where I have like 50 clients on mine. But that's mad. It's a 50. Really good, oh, it's, it's mental. Never ending it, list. I know. It's a really good indication of whenever you want to do, say, a passion project, you can just turn to that list and be like, okay, I really want to work with a lingerie brand. So I'm going to do a passion project for a lingerie brand. And I mean, we've spoken a lot about this previously, but doing those passion projects does really help to attract those dream clients anyway. And we are going to talk about that a bit later. But yeah, for now, go and just write yourself um, a list of any client that you would absolutely love to work with. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be like business category either. You can write down like, say, if you wanted to work with a brand like Anthropology 
or I don't know, John Lewis. I'm, I'm really rubbish at thinking things off the top of my head, but you can write down actual existing brands too. Um, and this can be a really good indication of where you want to be. So speaking of passion projects, these are like my number one thing for helping to gain clients and not just at the very beginning where you're starting to get clients but even you know like me now I use them all the time to get clients that I really want to work with. Yeah we were discussing this the other day actually weren't we so that Mm -hmm. passion project that Katie did recently. The cloud nine one. Yeah literally got her a lot more clients now and it's exactly the same for me so if you didn't know already I have a YouTube channel and this is basically where I do my passion projects so if I come up with an idea of say for example I created a um, candle brand and I filmed myself designing this um, candle brand put it out on my Instagram put it out on my YouTube channel and I kid you not I had around 10 clients um, message me on Instagram and email me asking me to brand their candle company because they watched my YouTube video they saw me brand a candle company and do the packaging for it and they wanted to work with me so it does just show that doing passion projects like this even if it is made up it still works and it will gain that attraction for you so if I did want to work with a candle company it is such a good way for you to try and get in with those sorts of clients a hundred percent and I feel like businesses they want to see an example of what you can do for them. A lot of people are very visual and if they go onto your page and say they're a bakery and they are looking for someone to do their branding, if they look at your page and they can see that you've done branding for a bakery before, they're more likely to want to work with you because they can see what you could do for them. It's proof, isn't it? Yeah, it's proof that you can brand a bakery and you know what you're doing and if the project and the outcome is good, then they're going to obviously want to work with you and use that sort of branding that you've done. Which is another reason why niching down is actually a great idea because as I've mentioned, I specialize a lot in beauty brands. So skincare, makeup, hair care, anything like that. So I like to flood my Instagram feed and my portfolio with a load of brands that reflect that. And ever since I've started doing that, literally every single inquiry has been from like a dream client. Um, I've recently booked a makeup brand that is really exciting. So they really do work, you know. People like to see what they're gonna get. They're also, I find a great way to explore sort of new ideas and new design styles as well so if you aren't so good at say packaging it is such a good way for you to just try and improve on your skills try out some packaging see if it works for you yeah because you don't have that pressure of the client exactly it's not a real client you're not going to have someone judging you and saying oh I don't like that can you change that because you are the client aren't you so you're gonna it's it's yourself you've got to be a self-critic and just go for it try out a new style even if it's like web design or something that you just want to try it's such a good way to just do it I think as well they're a really great way of allowing your client to instill a lot of trust in you so if you're a designer who gets a lot of clients and they tend to be very specific with what they want and they don't really let you have too much creative freedom passion projects are a really great way to sort of showcase you know here's what I can do and they sort of let your client give you more creative freedom yeah um because people want to work with you then for your capabilities not just because you know how to use the software yeah and I think passion projects are just a really really great way of showcasing your skill your style your capabilities everything like that 
So of course there are a ton of other things that you can do other than passion projects to um, attract your dream clients. And one is social media. And oh my god, Abby and I. This is our, this is our baby. This is our area. We know what thing. we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> trust us. Social media is an amazing way to gain exposure to your business, to your work, and gain those clients for free as well. Yeah, it is free. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Instagram for me is my main source of where I find my clients. I'd probably say even up to like ninety percent is where I find my clients on Instagram, which is actually crazy to think about. And I think as well, social media isn't just great for like showing your work. It's showing people who you are it's showing people your brand I mean we constantly preach that your brand is so much more than a logo and that is so the case for us as well because not only do you want to be showcasing your work you want to be showcasing your personality and that's something that I think me and Abby definitely do as well I mean Abby more than myself but we do (laughs) we do try and do that as well and showing your face um showing you know just parts of your life that aren't necessarily design orientated they gain they let your audience gain an understanding of who you are and your personality and they want to work with you because they feel like they know you a hundred percent and I can just clarify this because um on my inquiry form there's a bit at the end that I put on there saying like why do you Mm -hmm. specifically want to work with me and I kid you not most of the replies are I feel like I already know you because you speak on your stories and I feel like you're a friend to me already. Mm -hmm. So I know who you are. I can trust you. And I think with things like that, it is all about trust. Like they want to be able to trust the designer that they're working with to bring them the brand that they want. And by just doing that subconsciously, like you're getting people to trust you. And it's just such an easy way to Mm -hmm. to get clients and get people to trust you. And showing up doesn't have to necessarily be talking on your stories. While it's a great place to start it can be something as simple as a shot of your desk or even a picture of you sort of from behind sitting at your desk you don't have to you know throw yourself into the deep end with it you can just sort of hint at little things and then as your confidence grows you can do it a little bit more I mean I know personally every single post I upload that has my face in it gets like 10 times more engagement because people love it people just love to see it um you can also do it in the captions um so say and this is a great way if you have no idea what to post um and you just have a ton of like logo designs to upload in your caption you can start to talk a little bit more about yourself so you might want to do like a five facts about me or my design journey and how I got to where I am and I feel like these things just they just let your audience in and they let you understand you a little bit better so showing up is a hundred percent a great way to start getting that engagement on social media um obviously being consistent with your posts as well planning your posts in advance is really important and uploading loads of different styles of posts as well not just necessarily your work like we were talking about is a great way Um, if you are looking for a way to be a little bit more planned and a little bit more consistent with your social media posts head over to my website which is wildflowerdesignco.co.uk and head over to my template shop where you will find the best (laughs) instagram content calendar and planner out there (laughs) and trust me plug it I know why not it is great I'm proud of it people use it and they seem to really like it so it has a ton of stuff in there like planning your hashtags planning your posts a monthly feed planner there's a load of stuff you can go check that out but planning your posts in advance is a really great way to make sure that you're staying on top of your social media because it can get 
a lot and I know I have to take breaks from it every now and again which is so important yeah it can be stressful and it is overwhelming and you I think like this year I'm trying to limit myself to less time on social media because obviously it it can be quite damaging but obviously if you are wanting to grow and you are wanting to find those potential clients you this is a potential way for you to find clients so social media is such a powerful thing and I think finding clients as well on social media another good way to do this is finding potential clients that you want to work with and engaging with that sort of content so if it is say like um a nail tech or a candle company following them engaging with their posts but obviously Mm -hmm. not coming across like you're trying to sell them something just coming across as a normal person a normal design account that likes their content 100 percent, because there's nothing worse than engaging with someone and trying to sell them something straight away like like they're not gonna want that a hundred percent yeah you can tell i find it myself you can always always tell when a company because I I mean I get a lot of people that sort of see me as an influencer I hate that word let's not use that but and they message me like oh will you promote our product and stuff like that and you can always always tell or like um VAs or whatever you can always tell when they're commenting on your posts so that you're like oh who's this It's, it's just not natural is it I know and I even get messages in from people in my dms that don't even follow me and I'm like I hate that how can you come into my dms and ask me to promote your page if you don't even follow me i find it rude so sort of think about it from that perspective if there's a brand i really really want to work with i genuinely engage with them i don't sort of fake it if that if that put a fake thing on and try and comment on the post to try and get your name out there like that's not gonna work you just have to be a real person behind your account and you know what i know people were very skeptical of them but instagram reels are amazing for engagement i've started doing them a lot more recently and boy have i seen my followers go up (laughs) like they're good aren't they it's crazy i i did a reel like the other day on like i think it was like my favorite adobe fonts or something and it has thirty thousand. i think it's like thirty five thousand views now and i mean i only have like i think about 13 14 thousand followers and it's it's just insane like I've got so many followers and so much engagement from that post obviously followers aren't everything followers don't equal clients and I mean we, we speak a lot about oh my god social media followers likes blah 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 followers are not everything don't you know we're not sitting here going like oh followers are everything because they're not so we're just sort of trying to pass off our advice and be like okay this works for us yeah it might not work for you but the secret to reels as well is I feel you can show your personality a lot through reels yes and I like to do that personally for me it works um and I get a lot of attention from not just designers as well it is other businesses on Instagram and it's a great way to get your name out there subtly showing that you are a design account but trying to attract those potential clients as well So another thing that I actually did when I was very first starting out um, was joining a load of Facebook groups and almost marketing slash advertising myself. Um, I think this is really good for beginners. Um, There are loads of Facebook groups out there. I've mentioned Society Girl before, which is a really great one. Um, Creative Girl Gang. There are loads of like creative business owner groups that you can go in and join that aren't exclusively for designers and you can essentially go in there and be like hi I'm a graphic designer this is some of my work follow me if you want to um 
And it's really great. I think I got a couple of uh, clients from that when I very, you know, when I first started out. See, I never did that when I first started. That was something that I just never even thought about. Like, I didn't really use Facebook when I first started. I'm pretty sure I just went in and on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. I always found Facebook groups a bit sally sally and i like i am not they are yeah i'm not i just i hate that sort of interaction and i mean it if it works for some people great but for me i don't know i just i tried to i tried to avoid it there's a certain way of going about it where you can just come across as a friendly person there are some facebook groups that are very spammy like you will just get people commenting their links like underneath your post and it does happen but there is you know it is a good way of gaining followers and gaining that exposure yeah um the only downside is well i say the only downside there's a couple (laughs) of downsides to it but it's always worth a shot um you get a lot of people that ghost you on there so i remember i would get a ton of inquiries when i first started advertising in these groups but like nine out of ten of them would ghost me a lot of them have very small budgets um it you know not all of them but generally this is what i found a lot of them do have quite small budgets um a lot of the time people will be like i'm looking for a graphic designer and i want something done for free oh gross yeah there is quite a lot of that but there are some gems in there too so if you can find like a needle in a haystack it will happen <laughs> yeah you you might as well it's something that i never thought about but yeah you might as well just join a facebook group and yeah and i mean see speaking if it of facebook groups um if you if you didn't know <laughs> oh my god this is just an episode where i'm like plugging everything um i have a facebook group called designers collective which i started up a couple of months ago um and honestly it's become a really amazing space if you're a designer i highly recommend going and joining because it's just an incredible community of tons and tons Oh, well, tons and tons. There's like seven, eight hundred people in there. <laughs> but That's still a lot of, of people there. Yeah, loads of designers that are in there willing to give their advice. You get people, even I ask questions in there sometimes like, oh, can somebody help me with this? We do like follow Fridays. Um, people will like upload their work and ask for critiques. It's just a really great space to get feedback on stuff and advice if you have any questions. Um, so I would really go and check that out. But as for sort of marketing yourself in Facebook groups, check out Society Girl, Creative Girl Gang, Um, And I'm sure there are many more as well that you'll be able to find, but it is a good starting point. Um, So there's definitely that. Um, There are also so many other social media platforms to try. Like Instagram isn't the only way. It's just what Abby and I have found that we've hit it off with. Works. Um, So, you know. Yeah, it works for us. The best idea is to just test the waters with all of these different platforms and see if something sticks. See if something is getting a lot of return and is working well. Um, You've got LinkedIn. Um, one of my best tricks for LinkedIn is if you're trying to attract slightly higher, well, not necessarily higher budget clients, but higher profile clients, um, say for example, you wanted to really work with Charlotte Tilbury. I know it's a bit of a reach, but it could happen one day. Who knows? Dream big. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can go onto their company page and see if you can connect with like the creative director or the designer of the company. And then you have them in your network and as a connection. And you can always send them a friendly little DM just being like, hi, I'm a designer. I'm looking to work with clients. I really admire your company, blah, blah, blah. Um, is there anything you can offer me at the minute? And it's a really great way of really getting yourself out there and freelancing. I've started using LinkedIn, like only for the past month, I'd say, just because I wanted to like mm. push push the boat out and see if there was like any other clients that I could attract 
other than what's on Instagram because Hmm. people on Instagram, they might only be on Instagram and some people from LinkedIn might only be on LinkedIn and might not have Instagram. So I thought I'm going to try this. So literally was posting consistently and I had like a few DMs on LinkedIn from like bigger companies, which is amazing. And it obviously does work um, by just showing up on there. And it is a great way to find those bigger clients. So if you are wanting to find those bigger clients, definitely recommend trying LinkedIn. Somebody told me once as well that LinkedIn is really great because if you have, say, I don't know, Charlotte Tilbury, let's go back to that one. Charlotte Tilbury is looking for a freelance designer to come and help design their new project. Do you really think they're going to go to Instagram to find their designer? Uh, Probably not. They're going to go to LinkedIn because that's where the professionals are. And if you are just wanting to be in that market, it's just a really great place to be. Um, What else have you got? Um, There's obviously Pinterest. That's a really great one. I've never really hit it off. See, I still don't know don't know what I'm doing on there but I'm like I have like 30k viewers a month and I'm like I don't even know what I'm doing but it's like I don't know do you have a clue what you're doing I think I have about a hundred thousand a month but Jesus my pins don't really get that much attention I just have like one (laughs) and I don't know if you've seen this but I have one pin which is of a really old branding passion project that I did now called Lemon Sorbet and it's like a little video and oh my god it's had like 300,000 impressions or something crazy oh my god and it's done really really well but only that one pin and I can't work out why my other ones aren't getting any attention I'm really bad at Pinterest but some people love it and some people really do get success I mean I don't really get clients from Pinterest like I've never had say on my inquiry form someone saying like oh I saw your work on Pinterest I've had I've had a few have you yeah Mm. I don't know it's one of them like I upload work on there but I just I feel like a lot of designers use Pinterest and I feel like that's the main attraction for your pages Mm -hmm. I find it's good because if a brand is looking for inspiration for design they might come across your logo and pin yeah. it into their mood board and be like oh look I can see the designer who actually did that maybe I could contact them and that's how it sort of works um but yeah I mean Pinterest is kind of a tricky one to master but there are some great resources out there um so it's definitely something worth trying and worth looking into and I mean you can go give us a follow if you want to but <laughs> <laughs> steering away from social media as well there is another way that you can find clients and I mean you can do this locally and I feel like this works a real treat because you can actually go and see these people they're local to you and obviously following COVID guidelines may I add (laughs) yes if um you are speaking to someone locally like they're probably gonna be more likely to work with you than someone that's further away and I've worked with like a few local businesses and it's been great because I've actually seen my work out there Mm -hmm. locally and it's just such an amazing feeling but yeah I love working with local clients I've had a couple in the past from my area and it's been really great because if they've ever had a print delivery I've like physically taken it to their house and been like hi here's your stuff and it's been really great to just like meet them in person like it's just really fun I think I've had three clients in the past who I've like met up with that's so Um, cool so yeah it's really great but I love trying to target local businesses. I think it's I think it's a really great way to get yourself started. You know, if you're wanting to steer away from social media, you can just go around, obviously, when it's safe to yeah. do so, 
with business cards and just hand them out to local shops. Even if you even know, if it, you've seen like a business that you want to work with that you know their design or their website is just not looking great. It is such a great way to get your name in there subtly and just mm-hmm. say like this is these are my services. This is exactly what I can do for you and just see if you can hit it off with that client. Obviously, you know, sometimes when you DM or email a company you can seem a little bit pushy. You don't just want to be like, hi, I'm a designer and your website doesn't look very good, so can I redo it for you, please? You want to be really friendly, really approachable. You want to say, hi, I've been following you for a little while. I really admire what you do. I just wanted to pop in your DMs and say, I am a designer, so if there's ever anything I can assist you with, I'm your gal, I'm local. You know, just be really friendly and approachable. I mean, it goes two ways and I see it a lot from my side of things too. If I get a brand inquiry that's from somebody and it's like, why do you want to work with Wildflower Design Co specifically? And they go, I like your work. I think, ah, okay. (laughs) But if they write like a big paragraph, like I've been following you for ages and I really like your stuff and I just really like this specific project you did. You just know that, they're there for you you. feel it and yeah you can feel it it works both ways so you want to be doing that to um, brands that you want to be approaching as well um I think as well um going back to social media a little bit you've got Dribbble and Behance as well that are great platforms I've started using Behance a lot and you know what it's actually been really successful so far people have been like adding my projects into mood boards and things I think is a thing that you can do (laughs) but um I have no idea I was gonna say I've I've heard of them but I've actually never used them so if anyone's listening like do you want to let people know what they are because I don't actually yeah, have yeah. a clue so, what they are um I don't really use dribble I use behance more behance behance yeah. oh my god I don't I can't say that my accent is just like sounding posh right now. <laughs> but basically they're websites where creatives upload their work in like a project portfolio behance is linked to adobe um so obviously that that works really well if you have an adobe subscription i don't think you have to have one i'm I'm not entirely sure but you can upload full projects into there and then have a little description you have your profile page and people can go and click on different projects and then people like and comment and they can add them to different mood boards and this is another space where a lot of people go to find their designers a lot of the bigger clients because um this is the platform for creatives it's specifically for designers to show case their work so they are really great platforms and um I haven't had an inquiry yet but I am sort of still growing on there a little bit and it is it does seem to be going well so might have to get on that then yeah I really like Behance I've never I never really thought about it too much in the past I think when I very like when I started uni I I used it but there really wasn't much on there nothing that was good anyway no (laughs) and now I've just started uploading all of my branding projects and it's going really well Obviously, you can go follow me <laughs> over on there if you want to. <laughs> um, going back to social media, okay. with Instagram, have you ever actually done like paid ads before? Um, a couple of times. I've never really found them to be too successful, but I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I think they're a really hit and miss thing. It is. It depends. Like, I feel like you have to know what you're doing. So at the start, when I first started. I just did paid ads on Instagram and I would target like a specific mm-hmm. audience that I'd want it to go to. So say if it was like beauticians, I would specifically target it towards them. And it did work, to be honest. It, I think it got me more followers than I'd say clients. Yeah. But it did help push me and grow my Instagram by doing paid ads. But I mean, I 
didn't really know what I was doing and I feel like you should probably get someone that does or at least learn mm-hmm. it yourself before you do it. I think the the unfortunate thing about followers is the more followers you have, the more followers you gain. And yeah. I think, you know, again, I don't want to be sat here like, oh, followers are everything. But the truth is, if once you reach to, I think it's like a thousand followers, you start to gain followers a little bit more regularly because your page starts getting suggested to people. I mean, I know that's where a lot of my followers come from because my page just gets suggested and like they find me in the explore page and things. So, you know, while those ads might just get followers more than clients, those followers will help you build a platform where eventually they will turn into clients. And I think that's yeah. really important. Did you ever do did you do, ever do Facebook ads as well or not? I think anything that went to Instagram automatically went to Facebook or I've, I've definitely done something on Facebook before. I think Facebook is quite good for targeting more local businesses as well, sort of going back to that thing. But, but yeah, I've, I've never really mastered the paid ad, but it is another area. It is something else to think about. Um, I know we're probably throwing a lot of like, do this, do that at you. But honestly, it's just one of them things where you have to just try different things and see what works for you. I mean, me personally don't do ads because they don't work for me, but Abby likes them. So Abby's going to do them. You know, whatever <laughs> works for you, works for you. I feel like it's a good way to showcase your work and what you can do to different clients. So if you specifically want to target a certain client in that certain field, then it's such a good way to do that because your work right now might not be being seen by that type of client and by just doing a paid ad can get your work out there to those potential clients which I feel like is a really good thing. So I'm going to share a little trick with you now that I've learned and I'm not taking credit for this by any means it's something that I learned by Wayfarer Design Co I think that's that's her full name um she did like a free webinar with another designer I'm so sorry I can't remember who it was um and basically they were talking about passion projects and I learned an amazing trick that I'm going to share with you once again this is not my idea I did not think of this it was something I learned so with your passion projects before you upload so you know you finish the project you're wanting to get ready to plan some posts let's say you're doing a jewelry brand before you actually upload go on instagram and find a ton of small businesses you know if you're doing a jewelry brand find a load of small jewelry brand businesses or even something just in that area that look like they need new branding you don't want to be targeting the ones that already clearly have established branding because that's not going to be any good to you You also don't want to be targeting the ones that clearly have no sense of design. No offense. You can always tell when somebody really does not care about design. Those are the ones you probably want to leave behind. But there is a section of brands on Instagram that, you know, they could do with some new branding. So you want to find those businesses and you want to just save them. Don't follow them yet. Just save them. And then you can go back to them. When you post, that is when you want to go onto their page, follow them, like some of their posts, maybe comment on one one or two. Then if they follow you back, your post of that particular jewellery branding that you've just uploaded will be the first thing to pop up on their feed. And that jewellery brand might be like, oh, I never thought about doing branding before, but actually I really like the look of that. And she can clearly do jewellery branding. So I'm going to give her a message and it works. Trust me. And the second part of that is to make sure that you're using hashtags that your clients will be searching for. So I don't know what's going on with hashtags at the minute. They don't really seem to be working for me. And I think a lot of other people, but 
like hashtags are it. just another story i don't get them i need help no. i need hashtag training because honestly <laughs> i have no idea what is going on like i feel like sometimes i'm like yes i know what i'm doing with hashtags but then i'll get like zero reach on them and be like well, like mm-hmm. what did i do i know it's so, so weird. it's like a relationship like up and down like what was going on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah make sure you're using hashtags that your clients will be searching for there's no good uploading a post and then going hashtag logo design hashtag no. branding designer hashtag graphic design because the only people that are going to be seeing that as other designers you want to be doing say if you're doing a skincare brand you want to use things like hashtag skin addicts hashtag natural skincare products niche down because they're you? the things that the brands are going to be searching and the brands are going to be seeing and even the skincare lovers are going to be seeing so they're the people you really want to be targeting and you're going to need to do that through hashtags i have had um people on my inquiry forms before saying they found me through a hashtag search so they do work sometimes <laughs> so yeah that's definitely a good piece of advice I think make sure your hashtags are targeting the right people and I think it goes for the whole of your social media you know if your posts I, I a lot of my followers are designers and a lot of my posts are targeted towards helping other designers but I find that I still get a lot of small businesses follow me as well from that because I have a lot of followers already on that base if that makes it any does. sense I feel like people are more likely to trust you just based on having a big following if that makes sense it's like yeah. oh she must be okay at what she does because she's obviously got a ton of followers unless you buy your followers which don't even get me started on this honestly do I do not had, recommend no do not buy I your followers in my DMs <laughs> of the day and I'm pretty sure they it said they had like 60k followers and then I went on their page and I kid you not like every post had 20 likes and I was like are you like no what are you doing it's so bad yeah obviously you know having 10k followers yes it's a milestone but it's not necessary no I mean Abby and I built our brands long before we had 10k followers and I mean I was working consistently with brands when I had 1000 followers so you don't have to have that massive following to be able to make a difference but it is definitely something that helps but it's not necessary you know social media can get very toxic sometimes and sometimes you just need to take a break it's not healthy to be on Instagram all the time and I think scheduling time to specifically go on your phone and interact with you know people and their posts and things like that scheduling that time is a really healthy boundary to have and going back to like followers I think you just have to be patient like some people will look at me and Katie and think oh my god like how have they done that but they probably weren't following us like six months to a year ago when we had 1k followers I started my page oh my god right I found I know you're not gonna be able to literally see a screenshot but bear with me I was looking through my archives on like my personal Instagram account the other day and I found um a screenshot of my Instagram page from November 2018 and it says hi follow me please and at KTP design which is what I was at the time and I had 139 followers and it took me until I think it must have been March 2020 to reach a thousand followers so I had been on Instagram since 2018 and it took me until March 2020 to get to a thousand followers it takes time and dedication and hard work and I think 
that's the same with getting clients as well. Like it's not going to happen overnight. So you do have to be patient. And even if you've done five passion projects and you're still not getting any attraction, just keep going because it will happen. Mm -hmm. And me and Katie are like living proof of this is that we were consistent on social media. We were doing passion projects at the start and we are where we are now because of that. And we have those consistent clients now. And don't get me wrong, like we're going to get our dry patches of not having clients but yeah 100% at this at the beginning of this year I was actually really panicking because I had only booked like two people in for the year it happened and it was February and I was like oh my god and then all of a sudden I got a massive like influx of inquiries and I'm now fully booked like three months in advance I think with everything going on as well in the world it like you're gonna Mm -hmm. have dry patches like not everyone is going to be able to invest in branding and you just have to be patient Mm -hmm. and I think one common trait of a lot of freelance designers and I think we all have this in common is we're just all so incredibly passionate about what we do and it's almost a bit like you know we're obsessed with design because that's how it feels I'm I love what I do and it doesn't always feel like I'm working because I enjoy it so much and I think when you have that much passion for something you just want to keep going and you want to keep persisting with it yeah and it's just the truth you know if you work hard and if you are dedicated towards it and if you put in the hours good things will come out of it you know you're not going to get anything anywhere by just sort of sitting back and expecting those clients to come to you because it doesn't work that way and while similarly you know you're not going to be able to just chase your clients they will come to you but you have to be patient with it and you have to wait don't expect success overnight. It took me years to get to where I am now. I know it might look like I've only been doing it for a year, but I promise you I haven't. <laughs> so so with being patient as well, I feel like we just have to say this, that what works for us might not work for you. And although we are on social media every single day, that might not work for you. Like you might not want to show up on social media every day and you might not be growing that way. So your route might may be going locally Mm -hmm. with local clients, but something that works for us is just not going to work for you. And I feel like that is very important for what we've been discussing. But then, you know, we can only share advice from our perspective of things. You know, we can't sit here and go, oh my God, Dribble is the absolute must have platform for gaining clients because we've never used it you know we can't we can only speak from our own experiences and this is just what works for us we're not necessarily saying you have to do this to be successful it's just how we found it in our journeys and obviously every single person's journey is completely different and whatever works for you works for you so just trial and error test different things out see how you like things you might absolutely hate using instagram and that is fine you do not need to have an instagram account to gain followers i mean i know i've seen so many designers that like barely have any followers on instagram but they're booking consistent clients and i'm always like how but everything everyone has their own experience So I think we wanted to do a bit of a slightly shorter episode this time, especially considering how long the last one was. But we want to wrap this up by just sharing some of our dream clients with you because I thought it would be really fun to have a bit of insight. So Abby, did you want to share some of your dream clients? I can. I was going to say, are you going to read out 50 of yours from your notes? Yep. <laughs> I, I <hope> not. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to pick 3. You're going to pick 3, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I have four on mine which I went through earlier. So one of mine would be like a woman's underwear company. Oh, that's mine. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like I haven't ever gone down that route. And I've always wanted to sort of do something a little luxurious, a little spicy. And I feel like 
doing that would be good so potentially could be a youtube video mm-hmm. we'll see if i ever go into doing women's underwear <laughs> my next one is like a model agency oh okay it's very it's very like random but like i love working with like portraiture and really mm-hmm. good like photography and i feel like if you was to work with like a modeling agency like you'd oh, have such yeah. nice photography i love working with photographers because you just yeah, get such and great imagery to work with see that's something like i've never i've never worked with a photographer before so that could potentially be another one Mm -hmm. um i feel like a swimwear brand specifically from like Mm -hmm. australia would be like incredible oh my god i did a passion project on this ages ago do you remember it was house of surf i think it was called and and that that was like a beachwear swimwear australian california vibe i love that one and then my last one is this is very niche down but it's like an exotic non-alcoholic cocktail brand oh my god don't get, even get me started with alcohol brands because i hate alcohol i really want to do i know i brand. hate alcohol so i've done like a non-alcoholic <laughs> but like i feel like it would be such a cool thing to do because it could be like really amazing drinks that like for the non-alcoholic people that don't like alcohol it's that is so cool yeah i think find finding those like passion project ideas that are a little bit more obscure because i mean everybody does a bakery everyone does like with passion nail tech make sure that you are like trying to niche it down and find like really quirky Mm -hmm. ways because i feel like that is how you're gonna stand out so mine oh my god i'm gonna really struggle to pick three because i literally have so many on here okay so one that I would think would be really, really fun, it'd be like a soap or bath bomb kind of company, like sort of like lush vibes. I can just really imagine doing some really pretty yeah. like soap packaging for like a really girly, like almost Kath Kidston-esque soap brand. I don't know. I just think that would be really yeah. fun. Like bath products, that kind of thing. Um, vitamins is one of them as well. Oh, that's a good one. Like like hair gummies or something. I mean, I wouldn't want to support anything that obviously isn't actually any good for you, but like an actual like good like wellness brand I think would be really fun. Yeah. Oh God, now I've got to pick one more. Uh, like, do you know what? I'm going to do four as well because I've got too many and I, I can't pick. I'm too indecisive. <laughs> I would really love to do like a sportswear <laughs> brand, like something like Gymshark, but obviously more female only kind of orientated. I'm really sad because I had a client inquiry recently that was from a yoga accessories brand. And oh my God, I wanted to work with them so bad, but I just didn't have a space. And my next space was way too far away from them. So it was really sad, but I I um, recommended them to some other designers. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to do that one. And then I think my last one, I would really love to do like a beauty, like stock website. So not necessarily like a beauty company, but something like, I don't know, Beauty Bay or Space NK, like somewhere that just is a beauty retailer and like do their website. I just think that would be so much fun. Basically all again, beauty and sort of fashion and lifestyle brands which is my niche of course <laughs> but but yeah I I have too many on that list otherwise we'd be here for days <laughs> as I say we spoke about um making sure that you've got a list of your dream clients I think it's always yeah. good to have something like that so if you ever do have free time you can just go onto your list do a passion project for something that you've been wanting to do and get it done try and find some more clients like that <laughs> So this has been an episode on attracting and finding your dream clients. And I really hope that we gave you guys some useful information. I hope that there was at least one point in here that you found helpful in some kind of way. 
So if you did enjoy this episode, make sure you are following us on our Instagram account. It is off AirPod and we will be putting a lot of information on there. So make sure you are following up to stay up with the latest information and more episodes. And make sure as well, um, we do have a section um, on in our little bio where you can go in and submit your own stories and submit your questions. And we will be doing a couple of episodes in the future where we're just sort of answering your questions, um, sharing your guys' stories. So I'm really excited for some of those that we've got coming up. So make sure that you head to the little link in our bio and go on submit your story or submit your question and just ask away and ask us stuff and submit your stories. We want to know the juice because we're going to be sharing some of your guys' nightmare client stories and I'm so excited to read them. And our next episode, we do have a very special guest with us. Oh, yes. I'm really excited for our next episode. So am I. It is going to be juicy, and I'm so excited to introduce the next person. Also, this will be our second person on our episode, won't it? Yeah. I'm excited. If any of you can guess who it is... um... I'm not sure I can offer a prize, but congratulations. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's going to be a really exciting one. So make sure to, whatever you're listening on, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give our podcast a follow so that you can stay in the loop of when we upload new episodes. And that is all we have time for today. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. (laughs)